Hello and welcome to the Addicted Austinite, your one-stop podcast for all things Jane Austen. In this week's episode, we are doing our in-depth look at Mansfield Park and we're going to be talking about something that has a great significance in the novel, and that is Fanny's Amber Cross. On the face of it, a piece of jewellery might seem like a small, insignificant trinket, but the situation that it brings around in Mansfield Park makes it such an important part of the story that the chain the cross hangs on has been featured as the decoration on the covers of certain editions of Mansfield Park. So it really is very important. So during the course of the novel, about halfway through or so, Fanny is given an amber cross pendant from Sicily by her sailor brother, William Price. Fanny absolutely adores her brother and of course she cherishes this wonderful gift. And this is perhaps an instance where we can see Jane working real life situations into her novel because a very similar thing happened with her as well. Both of Jane's brothers, Francis and Charles, went into the Navy and we have a letter from Jane to Cassandra talking about Charles, um, the youngest brother, bringing them back some topaz crosses while he's been away at sea. Um, So we can see perhaps um, a little tie-in there between what's happening in Jane's life and what she puts into her novels. Um, she also, in the course of Mansfield Park, actually uses the names of Francis and Charles' ships in the story as well, so there's clearly some influence coming from somewhere. Um, that's not to say that her brothers are the driving force behind the novel. Um, I think there's a difference between writing what you know and writing biographically or autobiographically and putting your story into your book. Jane isn't modelling her heroes on her brothers as people suggest. It's actually really a bit creepy if you think of it that way. Um, But she is writing what she knows and she's using their naval experience to help create a sailor, an authentic sailor in her novels. Okay, so sorry, that's a bit of a brief aside there. Um, There are just certain things that annoy me about... um, Jane Austen interpretations I don't like the idea of her making her brothers into her heroes like I said it's a little bit creepy but uh, anyway uh, back to the cross um so William comes to visit Mansfield Park to see Fanny and he gives her this cross he wanted to buy her a gold chain for it but he couldn't afford it so he just gives her uh, the cross and Fanny finds a cute little ribbon to to put it on However, Sir Thomas decides that while William is staying with them, uh, they're going to hold a ball for Fanny, essentially. It's her first ball, and Fanny is really worried that the ribbon she wears this cross on is not going to be acceptable or formal enough for a ball-like situation, but she is terrified of humiliating her brother if she doesn't wear the cross at all, Um, and... This is where one of the main conflicts develops uh, in the story. Fanny doesn't have a gold chain to put this cross on, uh, which was obviously why she was wearing it with the ribbon. But luckily, um, in the space of a few days, she's actually offered two gold chains. 
The first change she gets is from Mary Crawford. Fanny goes to visit her and they chat um, and Mary Crawford says, oh, I, I have a chain, you know, I don't use it anymore, so why don't you take it? And everybody thinks of it as a, a very nice gift from Mary to, to Fanny. Um, and the second chain that she gets is from her beloved Edmund. Um, during the course of this discussion about Mansfield Park, I am avoiding describing Edmund as her cousin uh, because it doesn't seem to get any less creepy, uh, no matter how many times they say it. So um, I'll refer to Tom and Mariah and Julia as her cousins, but Edmund is her beloved uh, for the foreseeable future. Right, chains. Chains for crosses. Sorry, we will get to the end of this podcast without any more asides, I hope. Um, so she's got these, Fanny's got these two chains in her possession now, one from Mary, one from Edmund. And of course, she would much rather wear the cross uh, with Edmund's chain. Uh, but when she explains the situation to Edmund, of course, he tells her, oh, she, you, you have to wear Mary's chain. It was such a thoughtful gift and um, it would be such an honour to Mary if you wore it. Don't worry about wearing mine. Like, I don't mind. Wear hers. It's so important. Luckily for Fanny, uh, Mary's chain is actually too big to fit the cross on. So she has to wear Edmund's chain with it instead uh, so she does that she puts the chain on and um, puts the cross on and she actually puts Mary Crawford's chain on her neck as well um, she doesn't seem to have any misgivings anymore now that the cross is on Edmund's chain rather than Mary's she's having this internal conflict while she's trying to decide how to wear it um, because William and Edmund are the two most important people in her life and she worries about sort of sallying that by putting it uh, William's cross on Mary Crawford's chain uh, because those two things aren't equal importance in her mind so once she is able to put the cross on Edmund's chain. Um, she doesn't feel so bad about Mary, wearing Mary Crawford's uh, chain because um, it's now sort of empty in terms of meaning. Um, it is just simply a little gift that someone has given her and it's not creating any moral arguments for Fanny anymore. So, not for the first time, <laughs> Fanny's misgivings about a situation uh, come to fruition uh, during this whole chain debacle because she finds out that the chain that Mary Crawford had given her was actually not a second-hand chain from Mary, but a new chain from Henry Crawford. And the siblings had tricked her and lied to her uh, to get her to wear it because of of course, at this point, Henry's decided to set his cap at Fanny, um, starting out as a joke, really. Um, but she doesn't know that at this point. She just doesn't like him. And to Fanny, this whole incident with the chains really sort of solidifies Henry's bad character in her mind. And for, for me, at least, reading the novel, this is why she doesn't fall for him after he gets William promoted and advances his career in the Navy because 
she has already seen that Henry has no problem, there's no scruples um, about using William to get to her and to influence her through the use of her brother. And if she didn't like dislike Henry before this incident, she certainly did now. Um, and nothing would make her trust him at this point, which is why she, of course, refuses to marry him. And that really is how a small piece of jewellery has nearly the biggest role in this story. It's a perfect example of Jane's skills um, that I really love, that she can make the most mundane, small and daily things um, and, and display them as important and show how important small things can be. This works into uh, a school of thought um, that we use when we're studying history, uh, which combats something that we call great man history or, or great moments history. This is when um, the whole of an era, a country or an event in history is viewed through the lens of one very notable person or event when there's actually when this is actually not a real representation of the time. So it would be like saying that all Victorians lived as Queen Victoria did. We only see the Victorian era through her eyes, um, which is just not a good way to do history, but it's something that has endured over time. And what Jane is doing with writing Mansfield Park, she is challenging that. As she always does, she is challenging what is established in society um, and introducing new ways to look at society and the things that are going on and showing that the world is changing and again it's all back to this this idea of her championing the new woman um, and the new man and the new society that's emerging in the Regency era. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Addicted Austinite. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, please like, subscribe, share all the things that feed us podcasters. Uh, and if you have a little item of your own that has changed your life, I'd love to hear about it. Or if you think there are other small items in some of Jane's other novels that bear great significance. Um, I would love to hear your opinions on that. Um, so you can tweet me at Kath Price Author or find me and uh, The Addicted Austenite on Facebook. And now the last thing to say, as ever, is happy reading. Your faithful servant, The Author. <laughs>